Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Oh, I'm, I'm a little late getting on here, aren't I? Not much. You know what happens is that I, I'm walking down the hallway, and who do I run into but the big boss? And I, I don't know when I can say, oh, you know, I really <clears throat> got to get away and go do that radio show. And then he says, you're doing a radio show? You know, no, no I'm just making all that up. Our number is 260-6368, 6368 I was talking to the, uh, the guy who uh, does our website over here. By the way, if you've never been to the website of our stations, go to www.com. That's all. I mean, that's easy to remember. www.com and just punch on there and just start digging around. There are many different things you can listen to, including this program. And uh, the, as you might imagine, it's just going crazy these days. But one of the things that they did something on the website, uh, they put out a story, uh, part of which was an interview that I had with the guys over on WWL about this article that came out in the New York Times last week saying that gumbo was dead in New Orleans. Literally, I'm using their words. New Orleans is dead in New Orleans, and you can't get gumbo anymore, and gumbo is is just a, a lost cause. Forget about it. It's from yesterday, and, it's, uh, it, and nobody's doing it the right way anymore. What is the right way is the first thing that comes to my mind. If there's something I know about gumbo, and I doubt you would try to, to, to gainsay me on this, there is no such thing as two gumbos that are exactly the same. They're all different from one another. So how can you say that, well, this isn't the classic gumbo? What is the classic gumbo? There's nobody who can define that. Nobody. Well, anyway, I guess this guy who wrote it, who's a local guy but writing for the New York Times pretty often, I see. That might make you think that I'm jealous, but uh, I don't think so. Maybe I am, but I don't think so. I just thought it was an outrageous thing to say, gumbo going out of style in New Orleans. I don't know. 260-6368 is our telephone number. Uh, I'm asking for some help with uh, not a what I would call a big dilemma, but something that I, I can't seem to come up to with an answer for to my um, own satisfaction. Uh, I'm going to go out to eat in a restaurant today, and what I'm going to do with the information that I gather on this uh, in this dinner is that I'm going to walk away from it with uh, enough information to write an article about the restaurant. There are some restaurants where you can do that, and you, you get pages and pages of uh, stuff to write about, and there are some that don't really have that much to say. So I'm asking you to tell me a restaurant that, if you were a restaurant critic, you would say, I think I might want to write about this place. Tell me that. You know, uh, my problem is that I've been at this maybe a little too long. You know, I've been writing a weekly column since September 1st, 1972. I'll never forget that. 
and I've been doing it ever since. But uh, it, one runs low on ideas sometimes, and, and you just forget about the places that really should be covered because maybe I haven't been to them in, in years and years and years. Or uh, maybe it's a brand-new restaurant. If you have one to report on, it's something new or something that's old but is not well-known, uh, would you call me over here on the air and tell me where this place might be? Uh, and then I'll thank you for it. And Judy is here. Judy, welcome to the food show. This isn't my sister, is it? Hi, Tom. I guess you're not. Um, no. My recommendation tonight. Yeah, where is should delicious. I go? Oak Street, DTB, down the bottom. Oh, that is a good place, but I've never written about them. That's a great idea. Oh, oh, and it's, oh, the beet salad. Don't walk out without the beet salad. It's to die for. I can believe it. I love beets, don't you? Oh, I do too. My mom, my mom's in heaven. But ooh, yeah. we always had beet salad when we were growing up. You know, we well, cannot go try it, Tom. Oh, I, I would. That's a great idea. Um, I'm, I wonder if my sister is free, or my daughter. Either one of them. Just so I don't dine alone. You know, I'm very sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great idea. It's sometimes a little tough to park in that neighborhood. And well, it's so it's cold that night. I don't, huh? It is cold. You're right. It and I don't cold. want to walk five blocks to, uh, to I mean, I, I'm just too much of a wimp at, at my advanced age to, to, to do that. But uh, you're older than but, you. But that's a uh, that's a great idea. That's a it's a neat looking restaurant inside. Their menu goes all over the place. It's mostly New Orleans food, but they have all kinds of unusual dishes there. And I think it's. I agree with you. I think it's very good. I really love it. It is delicious. Yeah. Well, enjoy wherever you go. I will. Thank you very much for the call. You're welcome. See ya. Bye. She's talking about. Wait. What was the name? It stands for something. D B. DTB, Down the Bayou is the, officially the name of it, but the signs all say DTB. And it's on Oak Street, about two blocks, one or two blocks uh, towards the Jefferson Parish city limits. Uh, so it's just a quick little jump. Uh, Oak Street has become this terrific new, well, it's not new. It's actually very old. It's been around for a long time. It used to be a commercial area. Uh, for the town of Carrollton. I think it was actually the city of Carrollton back then before it was annexed into New Orleans. And this was where all the shops were. And it was still like that when I uh, I used to work around there, right on the corner of Oak and uh, South Carrollton. At Time Saver number one, it was the very first one on Oak and Carrollton. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. I'm looking for somebody to talk to. Right now, and another thing I'm looking to uh, talk about is if you have any ideas for me to go out to eat tonight, I'm looking for a restaurant that is interesting enough that I can build an article out of a, a quick visit to it with if I eat enough different things, you know. And uh, it can't be a place that I've been to so much that I know everything about it and everybody knows about it too because they've read all my articles about it, maybe. No, I'm looking for something that's a little bit, uh, a little bit unusual, but also not so unusual that nobody would be interested in it. So, uh, I'm always on the lookout for anything like that. And if you have a good suggestion for me, I would be very, very pleased to get it. Um, thank you very much, Judy, for offering that. That's a 
exactly the kind of thing I was looking for. So uh, 260-6368. We are having, for some reason, a busy day today. I guess I can ruin it by saying that, but I hope not. But up, but up, but up, but up, but up. We have some Eat Club uh, stuff going on pretty soon. On uh, the 31st, let me make sure that's right. Yeah, the 31st, we will be at the Roosevelt Hotel. We're doing an, <clears throat> an Eat Club dinner, but we're doing it a little bit differently from the way we usually do it. I let the hotel uh, handle all the reservations and all the money, and you pay up front, so when you get there, you can just sit down and go. Uh, we're doing this in the Fountain Lounge. This is the main restaurant on the, on the uh, ground floor of the Roosevelt Hotel. They have many other places to eat in that hotel. It's a big place. But that's the one where if you want something a little bit more than a sandwich or a quick breakfast, they have full-fledged, you know, full menu service and all kinds of good things there. Uh, they had a terrific Revion menu this year uh, because I don't know how many people were exposed to that or had a chance to try it. But I'm going to ask him to do that menu over again, maybe making one or two changes in it. And that's what we will serve that night. And uh, it's it's a really fun place to be. They have live music, uh, kind of on the jazzy side, but not far out jazz. And uh, I'm looking forward to being there again, broadcasting live from the Roosevelt Hotel, where they are celebrating their 125th anniversary of the hotel, and interestingly enough, our radio station is at the same spot, same uh, same number of years, 125 years ago. That's a long time ago, but uh, you know this is an old city, and we do it right, and they certainly do as well. So, mark your calendar. I don't have the uh, menu or the price or any of that stuff yet, but I do know it's going to be on the 31st of this month, and it'll be at the Roosevelt Hotel. And I don't know what their parking arrangement is. I don't know if it's free. It might be validated, but I know they do have one. So if you can just pull up and, and they'll valet park your car for you. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmaurice. We talk about absolutely anything having to do with eating, dining out, dining in. And if you have uh, enjoyed yourself in some restaurant around town or even some neighborhood joint, we like those too. You know, It wouldn't be New Orleans without that. I've uh, made that point more than a few times. If you were to come to New Orleans and only ate in five-star restaurants, first of all, you'd run out of the five stars pretty quickly. There are many of them. If, if you're going to have a five-star rating for something, there ought to be just a few of them. But anyway, that that's not what you uh, came here for. If you only eat in high-end, gourmet-style restaurants, you are missing the point of New Orleans. You've got to also include the neighborhood street corner uh, places with the poor boy sandwiches and the red beans on Monday and and the whole range of that sort of thing. Uh, I think you ought to get to some of the seafood restaurants, the you know, the the casual ones with the fried everything and and the, uh, the whole flounder, you know, that kind of stuff. That's important. And you also have to have uh, some Creole restaurants, which uh, go back in time in some ways a lot longer than uh, than you might imagine, and uh, pick up some of those. And uh, anyway, you can't just do the, the fancy, fancy places. So I'm asking you 
What do you like these days? What's your favorite restaurant these days? What's your favorite food, come to think of it? Our number is 260-6368. Now, if you would like to celebrate now, something today, you want to celebrate something? Absolutely. Let's do it. What is it? I tell you what. I was reading your newsletter today, and I found yeah. out that it's National Curry Day today. It is National Curry Day today. Yes. Yeah. Now, there are a few more things that you can celebrate, too, uh, yeah. food-wise and otherwise. Otherwise, it is National Hat Day. So if you have yeah. a hat, you should have that on right now. And that's a nice thing to celebrate. Yeah. It is also National Booch Day. Booch? Booch. Booch? B-O-U-C-H? No, B-O-O-C-H. Booch. Yeah. However, hmm. it, that is a, 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 uh, a beverage. Booch? Yes. It is, what is it? It's, it's called booch anyway, oh. but it is called kombucha. 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 Yeah, it is a uh, getting more mysterious by the I moment know. here. It, yeah, it, it is a uh, it is a uh, alcoholic drink. So I well, we figured it's that. It's brewed. Did you know that if you die of cirrhosis of the liver, it's considered natural causes? Of in New course Orleans? it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course it yeah. is. Now there's mm-hmm. one more thing that we can celebrate. Yeah. It's National Strawberry Ice Cream Day. Oh, who could not like that? Correct. Yeah. So there, you know, gives you a few things uh, to celebrate. Give, you know, drink one for National Strawberry Ice Cream. <laughs> or maybe well, in somebody's hat. I like go, your hat. Look at me another day. You know. Or go and get some Spumoni because uh, part of that is strawberry. Absolutely. And you, you also have a few other flavors in there. Well, that's easy. Yeah. And have a wonderful time. Yeah, of course. That's, uh, that's the goal of uh, just about anything. Yep. That's true. It's the food show. And uh, what you got on those lines? I'm looking for a restaurant to go to tonight so I can write about it tomorrow. Uh, if you have any ideas about this, I've got plenty of ideas myself. Don't make it seem that I'm bankrupt. Uh, but I, uh, uh, I'd, I'd like to hear some other ideas about this, uh, a, preferably a place I have not been to in a long time or ever. And I'll bet you know a couple of places that uh, are not well-known that uh, you like a lot. By the way, if you don't want to tell me about such a place because you're afraid that if uh, I talk about it too much, it'll get packed with customers and you won't be able to get a table very easily anymore. I have never talked to a restaurateur who told me that anything like that ever happens. So I wouldn't worry about that. In fact... If you want to worry about something as, uh, as regards your relationship with your family or neighborhood uh, uh, restaurant, it would be to know that uh, if you get their word out, and I'm offering you a way to do it right now, and uh, the restaurant benefits from it and does get some more customers, this makes it more likely that it will stay in business Whereas if it doesn't get that kind of buzz, nobody will know about it, and then the restaurant will go out of business. So you certainly don't want that. You want to help them a lot. Believe me, the restaurant people are very appreciative whenever anybody gives them a plug some kind of way. So uh, let's do it. Two six zero six three six eight is uh, our, our number. Our friend uh, Judy uh, had uh, had a nice, you know, down yeah. Carrollton in the Tree Streets. That's right. And uh, she was talking about Oak Street. But there's also a lot of good restaurants on Maple Street, too. That's true. Which which end of Maple? Oh, well, let's see. You've got Brightson's. You had the Maple Cafe, but they have gone away. Uh, I was sorry to see. Uh, they, um, 
I don't know what uh, what exactly caused that, but but uh, they they are gone. You know what else I I found out today? Um, somebody asked me something. I forget what the setup was, but uh, about a restaurant that. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the whole deal was now, and, and it's all slipped into the into the grutter. So uh, we'll, we'll put that off for a couple of minutes. 260-6368. 260-6368. Call right now. You'll get right in. Love to hear from you about uh, the food scene, you know, wherever that is, wherever that takes you. Yesterday, I don't think I had anything to eat all day long. This is probably how I managed to, to lose 80 pounds was by... Uh, on certain days when it wasn't convenient to eat, I didn't. And let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I did go somewhere. But this is on. There's a list of restaurants that my wife and my daughter are so crazy about that they go there all the time, and I am sick of them because I, we go there way too much. One of them is La Coretta. It's a it's a uh, Mexican restaurant. There. Are, Several locations of it around town. There are a couple of them that are confusing. One of them is uh, La Caretta's Grill, or, or no, just Caretta's Grill, and it's there's some relationship there. I don't know what it is, but the, the uh, a lot of the style of a lot of the dishes is the same at both of them. But I think I like La Caretta better. So uh, anyway, they go there all the time. My daughter is nuts about Mexican food, even when she was little, like, you know, three years old. She would get in there with chips and salsa, and she would eat that salsa no matter how hot it was and just put it away, and three years old and loves hot peppers. <laughs> she says, you don't see that too much. Anyway, she's also the girl who, when I uh, made the root beer glazed ham, which has a, an exterior coating that is just black as can be, and crusty and really chewy. And she looked at it and said, ooh, what is that? And I said, here, I'll cut some of it off. And she picked up a piece of the, the black stuff and ate it and said, mmm. And the next thing I know, all of the coating on the outside was, was gone. Uh, different people get uh, tastes for different things, don't they? What's your oddball taste? Is there anything that you just love that uh, you'd be ashamed to admit this to, to friends? You know, they, I had one for a long time, and they had uh, they had this this distinction. The place was the Crystal. Remember the Crystal? This is a, not a nationwide chain, mostly in the southeast part of the country. They date back to the 1930s. They really go back there, the Crystal. And when I was in high school, we used to go there all the time to the one on Airline Highway. And uh, uh, no kidding, uh, it, the the hamburgers in those days, they were ten cents, fifteen cents. I'm not I'm not making this up. This is true. This was in the '60s. And uh, some of us would actually get five of those little square hamburgers, or more, and the fries, and we'd go tooling around the city looking for what teenage boys look for all the time and that's <laughs> we never found it of course so uh, that was that but we always did get those burgers and after that whole scene broke up I was left with a taste for those uh, little square hamburgers that had some onions on them uh, they would grill them 
uh, first one way and then the other, and then there were onions in there uh, that had cooked down a bit, and mustard and pickles, and that was about it. And I remember a time when they were 10 cents. I'm, I'm not making that up. So the crystal, uh, as I reached adulthood, uh, I found that that really was, at least for me, uh, something to be ashamed of that I even could stand those things. Uh, but they, they had a flavor all their own, and I just kept that taste in my mouth for a long time. And then, after all those years, it was a family-owned outfit, even though they had lots of locations all over the South. And they sold it. And almost to the day when the new owners took over, I went over there to see if it was going to remain the same, but it didn't. Either one of two things happened. Either they changed the recipe or my palate changed. Either could be true. Uh, your palate will change on you. I don't know if you are aware of that, but certain things that you used to really love, I bet this happens to you. If you, uh, there's some dish that you, that you always love or some, some food item that you just are crazy about, and then you don't get them for a long time, and then you check back in, and there it is. And you take a bite, and you say, this doesn't taste at all like what I remember. It's hard to do that. Uh, there are certain food items uh, whose main distinction comes from the fact that they have never changed. I'll, I'll give you one really outstanding example of this. Chassasi ham. Uh, the Chassasi family has been making ham and things like ham in New Orleans uh, since the 1800s. So uh, this is uh, nothing new. They had the expertise. They knew what they were doing, always did. When I was a, a kid living on uh, the corner of Ursuline and Murray Street, uh, we, my mother, there was this little store right across the street from us. And uh, my mother would go in there every day and buy the food that she would cook that day for lunch or dinner or whatever. And uh, she would go over there, and she would get some, some ham now and then. It was uh, like deli ham, except nobody called it deli. Nobody knew what that word meant. And they would slice it up and bring it over, and we would eat it on a sandwich, or we'd just eat it all by itself. And I always thought that Chassasi ham, I didn't know it had a name. It was just ham to me, was uh, just delicious. And to this day, I'm still buying the stuff. And every time I take a bite of it, 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 it reminds me immediately of when I was five years old or eight years old or whenever that was that I first was exposed to that. And uh, it, it seems exactly the same. That must really be tough to do because I know very few other food operations that can pull that off. All right, we'll come back with more of the food show. We'd love to hear from you. Would you mind giving us a call and uh, unloading your brain from some of the things we talk about here? What's a good restaurant for me to go to tonight for dinner? It's nice to be here with you talking about the food scene around town, except are you here or did you run out for something? Well, as soon as you get back, would you sit down and tell me where I ought to go tonight for dinner? I'm looking for a restaurant that is one that would be interesting enough for me to build an article out of it. It doesn't have to be a long, 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 long article. Uh, but, you know, it has to have, a, you know, some interesting specials, maybe a, an unusual dining room. You know, there's many ways that a restaurant can be distinctive. So tell me about a distinctive restaurant that you like. And uh, know that I'm looking for one that 
is going to be um, one that I have not been to before or that if I have been to it before, it's been a long time. I know you have no idea how you can tell that, but just uh, take a wild guess at it. I think you'll be close enough. Uh, the number is 260-6368. But uh, failing that, and I don't want you to fail, but in, just in case, I mean, it wouldn't be much of a failure anyway, uh, if you have a report on a restaurant you yourself have been to lately, or if you cooked something over the weekend that came out just great, or very badly, uh, tell me about it. You know what? Uh, I don't think I've mentioned this too much, if at all, on the program lately. My wife, uh, about two weeks ago, she said, uh, I'm finished with this. You want it? You want the rest of it? And it was a plate that looked like an omelet that had had a weed eater uh, stuck on it and just beat up everything into little little shreds. That's perfectly all right because there is an, an utterly acceptable uh, expression even for that. They call it a scramble. And it's not like an omelet. It's not like scrambled eggs either. It's sort of somewhere in between. Anyway, I, uh, I, she, that's mainly what she had in her, in her plate. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take that. And I ate it up, and it was very good. And then the next day she did another one, this time on purpose, made enough of it to, so both of us could eat it. And then the day after that and the day after that, she kept making this every day. She, did, she didn't do it today. She had something else going on. Uh, but it was really uh, good, and I, I, I want to get the recipe out of her, which I could do just by watching her do it. I, I can make something kind of like that, but she also the, makes it vegetarian. She's not a vegetarian, but uh, she's trying to figure out something dietarily speaking. So uh, we have that going on. And it's, um, it's a great little dish. So if you have uh, invented something good that everybody in your family really loves, we, we, I think all families do that to some extent anyway. One of the ones that we've always had in, in ours, in our family, and I'm talking about my wife and, and our two kids when they were still kids, uh, we, we had a pasta dish that we just called garlicky pasta. It was uh, angel hair pasta most of the time. Sometimes we'd use fettuccine. And we would make this up, and it would be olive oil, garlic, parsley, a little bit of crushed red pepper. And we would toss the, piece, uh, the, uh, we would toss the uh, pasta with, uh, with all of that in there and, you know, cook it so it's nice and steaming. And it was really great. And what was the most amazing thing about it was that everybody in the family— the, uh, my wife and I and both kids, and the kids were pretty small back then, even though we loaded that dish up with so much garlic that uh, not even a dedicated Italian would, uh, would might not wince at it, but it was just delicious, and it's so simple to make. You, you basically get the olive oil and uh, the garlic going until you can smell it. Do not be tempted to put onions and garlic together. If you talk to any Italian chef, he'll tell you you never use garlic and onions together. So that's what you would do. And then you'd have crushed red pepper. And then parsley. Parsley is really nice to add to that. It looks good and tastes good. Or you could use fresh basil if you have some fresh basil around. 
you, you cook the pasta until it's finished and you, you to get steaming on you. You want very thin pasta, either flat and thin or a string pasta that's very small in gauge, I guess. And then you, you, you get all this going in a skillet. You, you have the, the, the pasta over here that's finished. And then you get all this uh, olive oil and garlic and everything, and you toss it. Right there at the table, you put it on the table. Bingo! It is garlicky pasta, the way we make it at the Fitzmorris Clan hangout. And uh, go ahead and use that. You you'll be amazed at how quickly you'll learn how to do it. And if you need a recipe, an actual printed or uh, screen recipe, you can get this on my website, nomenu.com. All of the recipes that I give out frequently on the air. I've got about 300, and no, it's more than that. It's about 700 recipes up there. Here's how you get them. You go to nomenu.com, brings up the home page right away, and you will see uh, down at the bottom uh, there's a place that you click on, and it says just simply recipes. And what will happen is it'll, it'll, there'll be a drop-down, and it'll give you two choices of indexes. One of them is by uh, in alphabetical order. So... Uh, uh, the uh, barbecue shrimp, for example, would be under the B's. The other index was an index of the main ingredients. So for barbecue shrimp, that would be shrimp. So it would be under the S's for shrimp. And between the two of them, you'll find every single recipe I've got. And it's right there. Help yourself. It's free. The whole thing is. And it includes lots and lots of recipes that we have been doing here for 40 years. Is that possible? Are we really here that long? That's amazing. Two six zero six three six eight. We were we had a busy show going on in the first hour and mostly into the into the second hour. But where'd everybody go? Is there something going on right now? Uh, in the meantime, let's take a look at uh, our food almanac for today. It's National Curry Day. We mentioned that earlier. Uh, William Prout was born today in seventeen eighty five. His work focused on the chemistry of food and the digestive system. He discovered that the stomach does its work with hydrochloric acid. Who would think? You would think that that would be limited to uh, swimming pools, but no. Anyway, uh, it w that's what he discovered. And he was also the man who noted that most foods can be classified as either carbohydrates, proteins, or fats. You, you're either, if you're not any of those three, then I don't know what you are. He'd be proud of those nutritional labels on food packages these days, the ones that we're beginning to consider more important than matters of how good they taste and whether they need to eat that stuff in the first place. So uh, anyway, that's, that's the guy's name in case you ever wondered. I can't imagine, but you, you never know. Uh, today in 1889, a guy by the name of Daniel Johnson patented a revolving table for dining rooms aboard ships. So the deal was people would sit at a big round table and they could turn the top of the table just by, you know, pushing on it a little bit. And as uh, plates would go by, there would be, you know, some roast or something and then there's some vegetables, some peas and some rice and just... And you, all you had to do was just wait for that part of the, of the uh, table to come right in front of you. This concept 
can be seen in actual action in a number of restaurants in Mississippi, notably the one I think a lot of people know, although not nearly everybody, is uh, a place in Macomb, Mississippi called the Dinner Bell. Uh, anybody out there uh, know whether this place is still going on? Uh, there, there were a bunch of these at one time, but most of them have closed. I, last time I looked, they were still in business in Macomb. The Dinner Bell. If anybody knows about the Dinner Bell, call me up and tell me. Update my uh, information about that. No, I've run across this in uh, you have in Chinese restaurants and large tables where you have a oh, lot yeah. of people sitting around. <clears throat> yeah, and, and right in the middle is is a turntable. And uh, you'd turn it around and pick something off there and put it on your plate. That's where I found it. Ah, well, that makes sense because uh, especially Chinese food, but really most Asian foods to begin with, they uh, are famous for not doing entrees and appetizers or anything like that. They bring out a plate, they put it down there, and it is expected that everybody at the table will share that dish. And that's still how it is in most restaurants, except, you know, squeamish people. You want to hear about a food disaster? This is a weird one. I remember reading this years ago and thinking, what would a tank of molasses be in the middle of downtown Boston? But indeed, today in 1919, there was this enormous tank of molasses, and it broke open and flooded the downtown of Boston with over 2 million gallons of molasses. <laughs> Can you imagine what that must have been to clean up? It proved that molasses in January is not all that slow. You know, people tell you that all the time. It's slow as, as mol you know, molasses in springtime or, or wintertime. But it moved at 30 miles an hour. And before it stopped, it had destroyed several homes and a lot of buildings. Twenty-one people drowned in the molasses. People would not make gingerbread or pancakes for years after, I'll betcha. I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, stay away you know, from that. Just today, <clears throat> we had a tanker truck full of liquid chocolate uh, burst really? open in Arizona. So, right on uh, the highway. Well, it's too hot out there. All, of, all the chocolate melted, Right. No, in, in Arizona, not necessarily. No, no, they, they no. have cold weather there. Yeah, they do. Although you know, I was there a, a bunch of years ago. I actually did a, my radio show from uh, from. Well, I'm trying to remember the name of the radio station, but it was a, a big deal kind of a place, and they let me uh, do the do the food show from there. And then while I was driving around, I kept hearing the uh, the uh, talk show host saying, "Well, you know, this is funny. Here it is, April eighteenth. And we have hit our first 100-degree temperature of the year in April. Wow. That must be one heck of a hot place. Notice I said heck because, you know, 260-6368. You have a, a statement here on your, I do? On your uh, newsletter by Peter Ustinoff, who is— uh, Oh, yeah. He mm -hmm. was an interesting character in his own right, uh, a foodie of uh, large proportion. Yeah. And, uh, what did he say? Well, he said the play uh, playwrights are men who have been dining for months in an Indian restaurant after eating curry night after <laughs> night. They deny 
the existence of asparagus. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have, I don't exactly know what he means uh, by that. Me neither, but I, I think it's words to live by. Well, yeah, another one here, words to drink by, you have down here now. That by, too, yeah. By Homer, of all people. Homer, I, I studied Homer in uh, when I was taking Greek lessons at Jesuit. For two years, that's what brought me down was the Greek, second year Greek. I did very badly in it, and they threw me out. But he says that wine uh-huh. urges me on. Oh, to read that. That's, uh, that's a great uh, quotation. It is, there. it yeah. is. Wine urges me on, the bewitching wine, which sets even a wise man to singing and to laughing gently and rouses him up to dance and brings forth words which are better unsaid. I, I always get wine at uh, Rouse's. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> that's nice. Well, well then you know, our fourth for president, our fourth president, our fourth president, which yeah. is James Madison, yep. also said that philosophy is common sense with bigger words. <laughs> uh, yeah, they ought to put up a sign that says that in Madisonville. It would make sense. No. You want to know where to eat in Madisonville? There are two places I would recommend to you. Actually, three. One of them is Morton's. Uh, another one of them is um, uh, the Hunger... Wait a minute. It's the... Uh, it's a little place. It's uh, 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 has the word shack in its name. Um, yeah, uh, hap, uh, no, Crabby? Crabby Shack. That's it. Crabby Shack. And that's right in the middle of man of uh, Covey, no, not that either. Uh, Madisonville, and there's one other restaurant they have there that's uh, quite good, and that is Impostato Cellars. It is the same Impostato family that has Impostatos in Metairie, but uh, this one, when they built it, they they wanted to include a full-fledged retail uh, wine operation. I uh, nobody asked me, but I didn't think there was much chance of a, a really top end wine store in Madisonville. Uh, nothing against Madisonville people, but uh, a wine store needs a certain amount of uh, connoisseurs, or else you won't have enough money to keep it going. And they they decided they had reached that point, and what they did instead was they they turned it into a, a restaurant period. Of course, they still have a lot of wine, but they uh, it's a great place. It's, uh, they have live music almost every night over there. That's more than the, the mothership uh, has. But anyway, that's Madisonville. That's everything I know about Madisonville because we have had a, qu- a quote from Madison himself. Well, this is a pretty good way to almost end up the program. What do we have left to do? Do I have anything before we can shove off. I'm going to go to a restaurant tonight, and I'll tell you tomorrow where it was, but I want you to know that you had the opportunity to tell me where to eat tonight. And I don't think I've heard from you, but we still have time to listen to you. We have a couple of minutes here. 260-6368. Real quick, call me. Tell me where I should go for dinner tonight. It has to be good enough that I will want to write an article about it. Interesting enough, maybe we should say. And let's hope it's good. Every now and then I write about restaurants that are not very good. I don't like doing that. And I don't do it very often, but sometimes it needs to be said. And uh, and I will never hold that back from you. Other than that, we have uh, only a minute left. Come on, somebody give me one more place to go. 
We had one earlier that it sounded good, but, uh, you know, I'm open for something else. No, here we get uh, uh, Count Basie. I, you know, I, I had a dream only uh, like a couple of days ago. Oh, that's George Benson? That very, well, he, I, think it's, uh, I think that's Count Basie's song, though. Uh, anyway, uh, in it, someone said, what's the most valuable thing that America has brought to the world? And I just blurted out immediately, the big band of Count Basie. There's no doubt about it. That's what you're listening to right now. Well, I don't know about the big band, but I'll talk to you tomorrow. Maybe we'll have some other insights. And maybe not. We'll see. The food show on the... Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details.